Hello and welcome everyone to episode number nine of the Completed Podcast, where we talk everything Magic the Gathering related with a focus on competitive magic with some friendly banter along the way. Today I have fellow co-hosts Brandon Smith and Xavier Wooford. How are you guys doing today? Good. Hanging in there. I'm doing good. Happy to be here. Very nice. Very nice. So how's how's Magic being treating you guys? Any any good events recently you guys been to? Any RCQs? Uh, for me, no. Uh, I think the last event that I was at was San Diego uh, with everyone. Um, I haven't. I've just been playing online. That's about it. I haven't really had an opportunity to go do anything. Work's been kind of busy, so just living the life, I guess. Understand. Yeah, just doubling up. You know, my son's baseball season's really picked up here lately. So this past weekend, I didn't make it to any RCQs, but. Um... Did make it to Friday Night Magic, but that was about it. Gotcha, gotcha. And what have you guys been playing primarily? Pioneer, Modern? Uh, yeah, I've primarily been playing Modern, or excuse me, Pioneer, because that's the format of the season. So I've been fi- trying to focus on that and, uh, you know, put all my eggs in that basket just because there's really nothing going on uh, around me uh, any other format-wise. Other than like limited, I guess there's like a couple sealed RCQs, but that's about it. Yep, <clears throat> modern's my passion. That's what I love to play the most. So I still play a lot of modern, you know, MTGO. But um, here lately, I've been cranking a lot more Pioneer. And uh, you know, two weeks into this, you know, a whole new season, and I must say, already off the off the top, I really don't like the whole, <laughs> you know, just focusing in on Pioneer because. Uh, I mean, it, it does open open new doors for newer players to come in who, you know, enjoy that format more. But I just, I, I liked it how it was previously with the mix. Uh, but it's only two weeks in. I'm still going to give it, you know, give it some time to see how it works out. But right now, I'm not a fan of it. Gotcha. Now, yeah. Xavier here is a, a pioneer hater since they won. <laughs> i'm trying i'm trying hey that's, gotta that's... try harder because we all gotta go to atlanta so true yeah we do mm-hmm. and we're i mean i'm going to dallas too dallas is pioneer as well yeah. so i mean it's a fun format i just don't even cap it, dude it if you go to a pioneer fun. tournament with xavier you sit down for round one and you just hear xavier across the room going ah <sighs> Yeah, oh, the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I did play. We did play in one RCQ, and um, first round I ended up beating Arclight Phoenix. I was playing control, not a control player by any stretch of the imagination, uh, but you know, just trying to develop myself a little bit more. So I played control for this event, and then round two paired up with a homie, so I tied there, and then my next who round, was that? I, who would you tie with? You. Oh, yeah, you. that's correct. Yeah, we did draw it. Crazy. Tied in. So we tied right there. And then the next round, I got paired up with Cameron. So I tied up with him. Should have played it out right there. But, you know, I was like, man, I don't want to put the homie out. Now I ain't trying to get put out by the homie. So we both tied right there. So I was one zero two going into round the fourth four? round. And then yeah, that's I just, awful. I played. Well, I really like my chances. At the, you know, you got to play the people right there. One zero two is just awful. Uh, he was live. So I was playing. I was playing Rakdos, and I just lost the main lands. Like I just couldn't couldn't find a field of ruin. Couldn't find any removal. He beat me with Den uh, Den of the Bugbear. Both games. So Den of the Rabble Master. Yep. Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, that same event, I ended up getting top four, playing blue-white. Um, died to Esper control. They managed to hold breaker before me. So, uh, you know how that goes. And they get access to Thoughtseize. And, I mean, to be fair, I think it's uh, I think it's pretty close. They just have better, like, avenues of beating us because they get to play Thought Distortion and Thoughtseize. And it's like... Oh, they oh, well. play Thought Distortion? Yeah. yeah, that's fucking gas. It is. It's it's a it's really good in the mirror. <laughs> in the mirror, holy crap! Yeah, the card's just, insane. 
Here, uh, discard your whole hand. Go. Yeah, basically. Um, so yeah, I came up a little That's bit wild. short there. Um, but overall, not 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 a, not too bad of an event. Aside from not getting our fucking prize support. Wait, what? Common theme there. Common theme at that store. Yeah, like the the RCQ stuff, like the you know the pins and stuff. They yeah, uh, they didn't have them in again. So again, that's the second yeah. time they did that. Third time, I think. Wow, I'm I'm missing two from them as well from last like when the season when the pins first came out. That's wild. So yeah, I, I'm expecting not here in Nashville, baby. They got them all stocked up, ready to go. So. You can bet but, your butt. CM Games got them all. Um, on the on you know on the topic of Pioneer, uh, and just you know Magic in general, Mother of Machines came out. We haven't really gotten a chance to talk about that. Uh, how are you guys feeling about the set and battles, particularly, and how's the uh, how's the uh, the set affected Pioneer as a format, modern? Uh, I think the set's really cool. Uh, I think the limited format's fun. I think that there's a lot of sweet things to explore, but it's like it's kind of hard to do so, I guess. Uh, only because of the fact that like the format's pretty set in stone as it is. I know that there's been like that weird combo deck popping up with um, with Retraction Helix and uh, Mox Amber and Rona. Is it? I think it's Rona, Rona? right? Yeah. Rona's the one that, that when you cast a legendary spell and tap it. Yep. Yeah. So there's been like that stuff. I don't think it's a. It's the deck's got a lot of longevity to it. I think it's just kind of like a like a flash in the pan type deal. Just like somebody thinks it's cool. Um, but overall, I think the it didn't really affect Pioneer as much. I know that I did see somebody working on like uh one of a deck that plays Zamone and Dina. It's that Sultai, like, whenever you draw your second card each turn, target opponent loses two life and you gain two life. Uh, it's like a Sultai. It's just uh, a black, a green, and a blue for a 3-4. That's a sacrifice another creature. Uh, when draw you do, a draw a card, put a land into play, uh, tapped, and then if you control eight or more lands, repeat that process. Uh, oh. Once. Repeat the process once. Um I saw people playing that with like um, with like other cards such as um, just like ways to put more lands into play and then just like casting big idiots. Uh, that they were playing like Thalia and the Get Rug Monster. It just sounds like so uh, four color legends, drops. right? Like that's kind of the is, yeah. This in. Yeah, like play Rafine, yeah. play this, play Thalia. Uh, I don't know that they played blue. I mean, excuse me, um, red, white. Oh. No, red. Because Thalia and Gearog Monster have white in its mana cost, but I don't think they were playing red. I think it's just four color, like, legends, essentially. Legends, yeah. Um, which is super cool. I think it's That is dope. Thing. Yeah, she triggers off a of Rafine. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Um, yeah, so, I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff. I think there's a lot of stuff that be explored still. Um, and, like, I, I, I know that there's some cards that affected Standard a lot, like Hidetsugu and Carrie. Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyrie. I don't Kyrie, know what it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that card being just a combo now, <laughs> just a straight combo. Um, it's pretty cool. But yeah, no, I think that I think that the set's sweet. It's not s- super overpowered, which is good. It's kind of like a step back, but it's still powerful enough to where you don't just get run over by like ragavans and stuff. You know, <laughs> like it's not like one of those formats. Um, but yeah, no, I think the set's sweet. I think battles have changed a lot of stuff, uh, especially in limited. Uh, battles are just super fun, super good in limited, like really good in limited. But um, yeah, no, I think it's I think it's a good set. I, I like it. How do you guys feel about that whole mechanic of battles? I, God, man, I don't even want to. I, I can go down this rabbit hole for hours. I think, um, I personally think shit like that is what's going to kill magic in the long run. Now, I'm not saying battles specifically are the thing that are, that that's going to kill magic. But if they keep making, like, 
weird shit like battles and stuff like like the beating about magic yeah like planeswalkers no planeswalkers like people said the same thing about planeswalkers when they first came out that planeswalkers and shit like that are gonna kill magic right yeah and guess what happened people are like oh yeah let's print more planeswalkers yeah and planeswalkers (laughs) are like a big problem like you have their fairy and you had oko and yeah they're great no stop the cap oko was awesome he did nothing wrong Okay, all right. You know what <laughs> no one like never him. said reprint or remake? What? Eldrazi. Nobody's been like, oh yeah, that's we need true. Eldrazi. That's true. That's true. Um yeah. I think I think it's pretty cool to see the, the innovation, you know. Um who knows what the possibilities become with this whole battles thing and what's what the next iteration of it is. It's just like the whole companion thing, right? Like, what's next for that? You know, do they come out with like, more companions? Look, now? like the the issue. It's like I don't know if you guys have heard the theory that keyword soup, or like like if you if you read cards now, they're all like a paragraph long. Like they just have this wall of text on them, and like like how do you balance power creep? Like it like. It's so hard to explain because Yu-Gi-Oh! is suffering from that right now where every card has like 60 lines of text and magic is slowly starting to get into that realm. And yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh! is still alive, but people hate that about Yu-Gi-Oh! Like they had pendulums, they had all that crazy shit. And like people are like, this is just annoying. Like we don't like this, but it's the only card game that we love. So we're going to keep playing it. So I'm worried that it's going to come to a point where magic, like every card is going to be like a wall of text because, I mean, they keep power creeping every single card it's like you know like in the very long run can stuff like this affect magic like i I definitely think so like i think it could definitely be problematic yeah but i don't necessarily think battles do that like battles in constructed are pretty underpowered well yeah that's why i said not great yeah that's why i said i don't think battles specifically are what's going to kill magic it's just this constant like yeah but like i I mean, on the opposite side of that coin, playing devil's advocate here, I think that, like, not creating new ways to play the game or new strategies in the game leaves the game at a point where it's too stagnant to play. Like, you're just getting the same things over and over and over again with no change. Just, again, like you were saying, putting a bunch of power creep on a bunch of cards, like putting a, a mountain of text on every single card. Because eventually the game reaches a point where, like, you can't, you got to come up with something new. Otherwise the game just stays stale. It's the same thing over and over and over again. So I, I I get what you're saying as far as like, you know, having, creating new things like this is kind of like a turn for the worse, but on the opposite side of that coin, it's like these things could be a potentially like a really good thing because like everybody that is getting into magic now, right? Let's just say all the people that are getting into magic just because of mother machines, like they're learning battles for the first time, just as well as all of us are. And it's like, they get to experience the new thing of the game, just like we all do, but they get to do it in real time. You know, like they get to do it. They're learning everything at the same time. And I don't know. I think it's just a good thing for magic in general, but I can also see why, you and, and other people might think that it's like a bad thing in the long run. Yeah, it's like, I mean, I get it. Like, the game can become stale if you don't add new crazy shit to it. But isn't that the whole point of mechanics? Like, we've gotten, like, six or seven new mechanics in, like, the past, like, two or three sets. Like, we have Toxic. We have Corrupted. Like, we got Battles. Like, we got... Like, yeah, but Toxic was just, like, a, a, a rewording of Infect. So Like, like we got... Four Mirrodin, like, that's also a new mechanic, like... That's basically Affinity, but... <laughs> what, for Mirrodin? Yeah, I'm just kidding, I'm kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was a joke. God, I wish, bring back Affinity, dude. <laughs> no, I'm like, I don't know, I, I think we've gotten a lot of good mechanics to keep the game kind of fresh and kind of new feeling, so, like... And the, the thing is, they're gonna make more battles, right? Like, Sieges are the new ones, but they're gonna make more that do more shit that aren't just like oh i have to defend this one you know and like we also got backup in this new set too like and incubate oh my god how can i forget about incubate like 
Well, the biggest one I think over the past probably two years has been Sagas. Sagas too, yeah. Yep. That is true. I don't know. I'm not yeah. saying like, oh, like battles are going to kill magic. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying like, I don't know. I, I kind of worry sometimes because I don't want magic to end up like Yu-Gi-Oh in that sense. Like, yeah, I hear Yu-Gi-Oh players just complain nonstop. I think it's going to be the players that prevent that from happening. I also think that the the organized play is going to keep that from happening as well. That's right. Just keeping organized play in a place where the players enjoy it just as much as they can afford to do it uh, puts us in a position where we won't get tired of playing the game because of the fact that there's always a higher level to it. And you can always take a back seat, play your FMs, play your things like that, but you can also always go for being on the Pro Tour and things like that, which, thank God, the Pro Tour's back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something bigger to play for now. Dude, okay, speaking about Mother of the Machine, I, I have to vent a little bit as a Teferi stand. So, Invasion of New Phyrexia, right? You know what I'm talking about? Yep. Dude. Mm-hmm. Why why did they make a Teferi that makes knights? Like crazy. Uh, I I don't know. I think that card is just so weird. Like why couldn't they give it to like Thalia and give us like a blue white Thalia? Like I get it like Thalia's on a planeswalker. I get that, but they could have given her a spark or something <laughs> cool. Like no, here's another Teferi that doesn't do what Teferi does for starters. Teferi's really good. He makes creatures like he does do what he what Teferi does. What just be good? He draws two cards. I don't know, dog. You kind of reach him. What? Reach it him. says plus one, draw two cards, then discard two cards, unless you discard a creature card. What more do you want? That says draw two cards on it. It's Teferi. That's literally what he does. Also, it's minus two gives you an emblem. It doesn't give you a knight. Has what? Yeah, it gives it's a plus one, plus zero, and, and ward one, right? Knights, you, it gives you an emblem, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then the minus three kind of, uh, it's what, tap X creatures, and then when you do shuffle something X or less into, like, the owners? Yeah, something like yeah. that. I don't know what the actual card says. But the, um, I don't know. I saw on Twitter <laughs> this guy screenshot a deck list in Pioneer playing this card with... Uh, like history banalia and oh yeah, dude, like that... stuff like that. It looked really cool. It, it looked really cool. I probably wasn't very good. It might be. Who knows? But playing this card and like history banalia and the white knight that has protection from black or like hexproof from black, um, and then like all that stuff like that. I don't know. It looked really cool. It was just blue white knights basically, because they have the lord in this one too, uh, in the set, Ooh, like the blue yeah. white lord. Um. Yeah. It's but just the most anti-Teferi thing but... ever. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I get the whole night thing is anti-Teferi, but... They they needed their Avengers moment. Like, they're all coming in <laughs> through the portal and shit. It's like, yeah. okay, nice. Like... <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I... I really just want to... I want to find a way to abuse Elish Norton. Yeah. The new Elish Norton. I need to read full um, text. I know it's three to flipper. Yeah, it's three, and you sacrifice three other creatures. Okay, so whenever a source and opponent controls deals damage to you or permanent, you control that source's controller loses two life unless they pay one. Okay. Three, sack three dudes, exile it, return it. One, incubate two five times, then transfer all incubator. So it puts ten power into play. That's pretty good. Lay off the rip. And uh, then... Oh, Go plus ahead. one, plus one, and gain double strike. Damn. So that's a lethal. <laughs> and then... <laughs> and then you destroy everything except artifacts, lands, Phyrexians. Then you exile it and you get Elish Norn back. I think this could be good in, like, a like an Incubate deck, right? Yeah, like, but it's not... Incubate's not a good enough mechanic, I don't think. Well, I really like Bloated Contaminator. Like, I think that card's... You're talking about the Black Phyrexian? Yeah, I think Bloated Contaminator like has potential to be really good. And there's also the the white creature that incubates X times. It's like any color. We also have the Phyrexian Lord, too. Yeah. 
the two mana dude Grafted that Butcher. gives a menace yeah. when they come in when he comes into play. Yeah. No, it's not bloated <clears throat> contaminator. Sorry, that's the green dude. Um, that's the green one. Yeah, it's uh, bloated something. I don't know. Bloated processor. That's it. That's there it. There you go. Yep. So you sacrifice another Phyrexian, you put a counter on it. When he dies, you incubate X where X is its power. So yeah, I heard somebody talking about playing this with like crawling chorus and stuff because it like replaces itself, and Ooh. then like playing it with scrolls hive. Because, like, all the mites are Phyrexian. Oh, yeah, dude. So, like, realistically, you could play, like, a, a Phyrexian deck with, like, just nothing but mites and stuff like that. But dude, that could how be good the is way... it? Probably not good. That could be the way to flip Elishnorn pretty fast. Scrolls Hive? You sack those three, good. like, mites, flipper? Maybe. That is pretty solid. Yeah, I do like yeah, that. Pretty so I am really intrigued by trying to play Baral and Karizev. <laughs> I showed you all that deck I brewed up before we got in here, but the, the blue red. It's deck. not it's not very good, but I just wanted to play Baral and Karizev because uh, those are two of my favorite cards from Standard from a long time ago. So, I mean, you literally have a hundred percent win rate on the deck. So that's true. I do have a hundred percent win rate. Two games, baby. <laughs> we'll do more testing later, but. <clears throat> Um. Yeah. No, Xavier. Is there any cards that you saw in the new set that are like you kind of like intrigued by, or like you're like these cards well, are pretty sweet? There was one card I had a lot of experience with, uh, or not experience, but a lot of fun playing is Surge of Salvation and Hammer. Just the ability to, you know, warp the whole deck to where you don't even play blue anymore. You just go straight mono white. Give yourself hex proof and all your permanents in the Yeah, it's all your permanents too, right? Yeah, so okay. you know, one of the biggest this week I, I played in a league and ended up going four one. Um ended up losing just a MTGO draws, but uh twice they tried to force a vigor me and it was just nice to, you know, be able to protect all my assets as opposed to just which one do I need the most, you know. Yeah. And then Versus burn too, like being able to just put blockers out in front of the prowess, uh, you know, swift sphere and just block it all, and still have my creatures up at the end of turn or beginning of my turn. So, I think the card's great. Um, I in the pioneer tournament I saw a couple cards, but I wasn't really impressed with them. Um, to include one of the battle cards, the blue white one, and the uh. The Ronin deck, I saw that. I saw a little bit of that as well. Oh, you're talking about Rona? Well, yeah. that's really it. Okay, okay, okay. Word, word. And we got the uh, uh, upcoming Pro Tour this weekend. We got uh, our boy Tanner flying out on Wednesday. Um, Super yeah, excited I wish about go that. With him. Yeah, me too. I would totally go with him if I could. But he's so. got to represent on a solo mission. He's putting a man on the moon, baby. I mean, if you think about <laughs> it, the Pro Tour is pretty easy. Like, oh yeah, yeah oh, for mean, sure. He just has to do yeah. good in the draft portion and top I mean, eight. Easy. Oh yeah, that's I mean, it. Yeah, I mean, if you go six zero in draft, you're chilling. Yeah, that's it. Like, all he has to do How is do you... just get better cards than his opponent. Have you guys drafted <laughs> it's not this, uh, this set yet? Mm-hmm. I have, I yeah, I've got a couple. I have as well, several times. What did you guys uh, feel? What was your take on it? It's very balmy. I think this format is very much about the six drops. Get out of here, this guy. What? This this guy's takes are just. What are you hot talking fire. about? Have you have you listened think... to any podcasts? Have you have yes. you read anything? Uh, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's all about I, the six drops. I I don't necessarily think that's true. It's a very bomb. From my set. experience, I don't think it is. I don't think it's a very bomby set at all. Uh, I share an opposite take of what he's thinking, but uh, I, I I think there's a people. I think that people tend to say like a uh, draft set is like super bomby when you can cast a card and it takes over the like you can cast a rare and it takes over a game. But like that's what rares are put into the the game for. Like that's what rares are put into limited formats for. Um, obviously, it's not 
crazy like Phyrexia All-Obi-Wan was where if you didn't have five, six, seven, two drops in your deck, you were just losing the game. Like if you just missed your land drop on three, like you're just automatically lost. Um, or like, you know, missed your land drop on two or or just if you're on the draw, you didn't play a one drop, you're just screwed for the rest of the game. I, I don't think that the, the format's necessarily bombing. This is my opinion, by the way. It's not, I'm not speaking oh, gospel, yeah. but yeah. Uh, I, I don't think the format's as bomby as other formats have been. Um, but I do think there are those rares that do just win the game. Like, I mean, that's every format ever, though. I mean, well, like, you know, go back to like anything back in the day. Like, there are just, like, the thing is, in All Will Be One, like, you could play realistically a deck without rares and do fine. And I'm sure there's some drafts where you can do the same thing in, in Mother of Machine. But the power level, like, rares-wise in this set and All Will Be One are, like, in my opinion, they're vastly, like, different. Because now all Basically, the bombs are, like, four drops and up. Like, you have all the Praetors. You have Invasion of New Phyrexia, which realistically you're casting for, like, seven or eight. You have Borgamos, you have Zergo, uh, Boonbringer, Valkyrie, like, Itali. Like, I I have yet to be, like, Itali in a draft. Yeah, but, I mean, Itali's massive. Like, I mean, you know, like, you're casting this giant card that has a mountain of text on it, but it has a mountain of text on it for a reason because it costs seven or eight. Yeah, yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, the format's primarily based around, like, these heavy-costed, like, bombs so yeah, but there's people... a lot of removal in this format though it's the only reason i'm saying like what i'm saying is because like there's a lot of removal in the format to deal with all these things like you have pile on you have the convoke spell that uh, um pile on is a convoke spell sorry you have like but that's a rare too. something through your list huh P- pile on's a rare like i mean that's fair but like i'm saying like just in general you have a lot of ways like between battles between like um like um you have merciless repurposing like all these things that you can remove creatures with um and remove these giant threats it's just i think it comes down to i the th- it, they I, just they give you value when they come into play like for sure and that's what they're supposed to do they call seven mana like but, shieldred like can't beat that card like yeah but shieldred's pushed because it's a, it's just the one of the freighters <laughs> so. all yeah. five of the freighters are pretty pushed yeah so yeah um, but yeah, no, I mean, I've, like you just said, I've heard really mixed emotions on it. I've heard people say that it's I a really bomby format. I've heard, like, specifically listening to limited resources with LSV and, and uh, Marshall Sutcliffe, it's just like, LSV doesn't think it's a bomby format. He thinks that the format is very balanced. He also said that it's probably his favorite format of all time, draft-wise, uh, or limited-wise, which is... Crazy because the guy's been playing Magic since '91. So. Okay, that that's wild to me because I I I heard the opposite when uh, I was watching a video from LSV where he was like, "Yeah, this format's mostly based around you know your six drops and your rares." So I was like, "Okay, well, I mean, the dude knows what he's talking about." So. Yeah, I don't know what video you're talking about, but their last episode, he said the exact opposite of what. No, I, I didn't listen to the last episode. It was um, oh. it was his first or second video on mom. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah, I would I, I could imagine how the first impression, but then he, I mean, he literally starts the episode by saying like he's done like 25 drafts, which is like 10 more drafts than he normally would by that point, you know, and like somebody, I, I'm gonna take the advice of somebody that, especially of his stature, LSB. Pro, you know, yeah, no, hundred percent. Yeah, but also the fact that he's, you know, within the first two weeks of the format being out, he's played twenty five drafts plus. Like that's a lot, you know. So like that is a lot. I'm just, I'm, I mean, I don't have time to play twenty five drafts, but um, you know, that's just, I don't know. It's different for everyone. Everyone experiences the limited formats differently, but from my personal opinion, I don't think it's necessarily like a bomb heavy format. Uh, but obviously, you know, everyone has a different experience when playing the game, so. Yeah, it's true. Do you think if they took the special sheet out of this set that it would be better? The special sheet? Like, yeah. uh, like, uh, the old Praetors and, and stuff like that? Rock yeah, Man. like, they have, like, Aurelia War Leader or whatever, like, you know, those, like, this, the extra, like, 
mythic sheet or whatever it's called. A, a thousand percent. Dude, I lost a turn one Ragavan. Like, yeah, that's that the, is the annoying as hell. Like, that is so, like, I hate that. I, I, I dislike that so much. <laughs> like, that's fair. My opponent goes, You didn't think in limited and standard you'd be playing against Ragavan? What? Like, this is Wizards of the Coast we're talking about. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Dude, like, it's hard. That, that, that's the crazy thing. It's turn one Ragavan. Like, that is just. Like, I just, I just sat there and I'm like, I'm fucking dead. I am dead. My opponent's going to connect and they're going to be up a mana for the next two or three turns. Like, it is. It's all right. At my last night, my opponent cast Aurelia the War Leader and took two combats and I died. So that was fun. See, that, I mean, that's the other <laughs> thing, too. Like, that adds to, like, the bombiness of the format, right? Like, I don't know. Like, your opponent being able to go Ragavan on turn one, like, oh, okay, well, I lost this game. Or, you know, any of the old Praetors that aren't Jin. Like, Jin's just too expensive, I think. But in a good blue black control deck, like, yeah. I think some of the cool, some of the cards are sweet. Like, Tetsuko being in the format is really cool because you have a lot of, like, one toughness yeah. and one power creatures. Like, the deck that I have drafted right now is literally a Tetsuko deck. Um, and then, like, I don't know. I think it's cool being able to, like, play Kenrith and stuff. Like, obviously, if you draft an Elishnorn, the Grand Cenobite, like, <laughs> you're just going to win the game. <laughs> That's the thing. I died to that, too, dude. Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, dude, it is so tilted. Like, you're up. Your board's massive. You've been playing this game so well. And your opponent just goes, oh, it's turn whatever, seven. Is she seven mana? Elishnorn. All your dudes are dead. And, like, you're just sitting there looking stupid. Like, like it didn't matter what you did up to that point in the game. Like it did not. Yeah, matter I mean, like, yeah. but it's Elishnorn. Like exactly, you know, it's the original Elishnorn. Why is it in the fucking set? That's fair. I mean, you also have to understand like the chances you have like pulling that card is like very slim. So slim. Very. It's even more slim than pulling a regular mythic. That's what I'm saying. But if you pull it, yeah, like, I, I get it. You're like you're set. I feel like there's also times you just don't cast those cards either. So yeah, I mean, sometimes <laughs> you just die. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes you do just die. Yeah. See, and that's something that concerns me about the Pro Tour. Why? I don't know. It, it's just, it's a little concerning in, like, the grand scheme of things, where it's not an optimally, like, yeah, like, sure, the odds of you pulling that card are very slim, right? Mm hmm But, like, the percentage points that you get from pulling, like, an Elishnorn or a Ragavan, like... Your deck goes yeah. up in power level, like, significantly. Like, like, I don't know. Like, Yeah, but you just... also, like, I think in limited you have, you, you're typically most of the time only playing, like, anywhere from 16 to 18 lands, right? So, yeah. like, at the same time, there's a lot of situations where you probably just die before you even get to that point anyways. Like, well, like you said, there's a lot of good removal in the format, so you can kind of like play the the early and mid game like kind of well. You have removal spells; they play a decent threat, and you're like, "Well, I need to answer this. I answer it," and then you're like in the late game, and your opponent just slams a, an Elishnorn, and you're kind of like, "Oh, I'm fucking dead." <laughs> That's fair. And like, yeah, no, and like you, you're not planning around an Elishnorn like ever, like a Grand Cenobite. No. You're never playing around. You that. don't. No. Why would you, you? I do it all the time. Okay, fair. Every well, time I drag, I just assume my opponent has it. That Every is time, true, I'm just yeah. <laughs> if my opponent plays two planes, I'm playing around Elishnorn Grand Cenobite. <laughs> that is true. You're also not going to play around a dashed Ragavan. Like these okay, are just things fair. like you're not going to like calculate in like your game plan unless I you're... did. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Unless you're what? Huh? No, it's just like like all these like all those cards and like those mythic sheets or whatever the fuck. Like, mm -hmm. those are not going to be the cards you're going to be playing around. So it kind of skews, like, the gameplay a little bit, in my opinion. I, yeah. I mean, I could be okay. totally wrong, but, like, your opponent's not going to play around you dashing in a Ragavan or, you know, an Elishnorn. Like, they'll trade their big guy for, like, your big guy instead of making, like, a, a better, like, double block or triple block even. Because they just, they want a wider board state to be able to kill you with, like, a Anthem effect or something, right? But... Yeah, you do that, and then they play an Elishnorn. Like in theory, in theory, that's not going to happen all the time, right? But yeah. it's just like you're not going to be playing around that, like ever. This is why Invasion of Amonkhet is so good because when you flip it, you just grab it out of their graveyard and make it a four-four zombie. True, yeah. <laughs> true. <laughs> I did that to a Ragavan last night. 
Ooh, that's hot. Yeah, I just uh, I played two of the uh, mill three grab two creatures back. Yeah. Uh, and then I just milled my opponent out. Uh, not milled him out completely, but milled him out enough to uh, flip my invasion of Amonkhet with my Tetsuko creatures and grabbed his racket band. It was great. What do you guys think yeah. about the new tag team cards? The new Pokemon tag team cards. Uh, I don't. <laughs> I'm, out. I'm out on that Pokemon talk. <laughs> I have no, no clue about any of that. Magic cards that are doing the whole tag team now. What do you mean? Like the new Croxa? Croxa? Yeah, like yeah, Croxa, Croxa and Pelucranos or whatever. You know how. We're oh, you're just saying now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I I think some of them are cool. I, oh, I, I. Sorry to interrupt. Have you guys also just died to Skithrix in draft? No. 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 No one else. No, no one else. No one okay. else. No, just, okay. Just you. Okay. Crazy. Um, I mean, some of the, like, some of those cards are really cool. Like, Dahlia and Gearog Monster is really cool. Oh, yeah, that one is cool. Um, Rankle and Torbran is really cool. He did Sugu uh, and uh, Kyrie, like you said earlier. Yeah, Kod- Kod- Kogla and Yudaro. Like, I, I think that the arts on these cards are really sweet. I think that the idea behind them is really cool. But, I mean, as far as, like, any constructed play, I would probably never play them, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't a huge, a huge fan of them. It kind of reminded me of Pokemon. That's why I said it that way. Yeah, that's how they how they kind of did that. Um, one card I do think is underrated though on that set for sure, and um, I did pretty well with it drafting. Is uh, Monastery Mentor? Ooh, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> and Jesse Robkin has this uh, has this joke running long time joke that uh, Monastery Mentor is finally in Pioneer. Yeah. But it's been funny the whole time. <laughs> it's been the whole time. <laughs> it's really funny. I wish, yeah, I wish it would, was good, but I don't. I don't see it happening. Not yet, anyway. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's just. I just don't think it's good enough. Uh, I think that there's way too many ways to remove it. I think that the card, in general, is great, but not having ways to protect it without diluting your deck to a point where it's not good anymore, and then also not having the proper shell to put it in. Because, like, yeah. this guy's tendency, as much as I want to play it, it just doesn't seem very good yeah, every time I do drop. play it. Yeah, a three drop when it enters the battlefield, you know, yeah, no way to protect it. I think uh, Aspiring Spike said it best. The best thing for that card is being able to unearth it. Yeah, didn't they do that in um, Modern for a little bit? Or yeah, was it Pioneer? Did. Okay. Oh, yeah, it was Modern. It was like a Esper Mentor. Yeah, and they played like Emery and Mox Amber and, and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that deck was pretty cool. It would unearth it, play Emery, replay Mox Amber, play another one from hand to put the new one into the bin or whatever. That deck was sweet. Yep. This dude would stop barking. Would be all right. Is that Rainbow or is that uh, Zeus? It was Zeus. Yeah. Yeah, Zeus, big Get old dude. Doggy. Yep. Uh. Yeah. No, I think the format's cool. I think the format's great. Uh, I'm glad it's not like overpowered completely. To the point of like being almost unplayable. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I mean, I. I don't know. I think the format's really strong. But again, like the odds of you getting like a multiverse card are like slim to none. It just really, really sucks when um they hit you with a stupid bomb that you don't really plan to play around the whole game. And that's yeah. what I liked about all be one. Like you knew what cards to play around, and if your opponent telegraphed it, like you knew what they had. Like, and that was that. But now it's it's kind of harder to telegraph what your opponent's doing because in the back of your mind you could be like, oh, well, you know, they could have this, this, or this, and it's just a lot of extra stuff you need to worry about. I do yeah. like that there's a lot more board wipes in this format though. Um, like they have what is it, Sunfall, and then you have Invasion of Fiora. Sunfall's really good. I, I like Sunfall a lot. Yeah. 
So I, I like that there's uh there's avenues to get good control decks and unlimited. Or not even good control decks, just like a oh I'm in trouble button. So like you you can sunfall and kind of regain tempo that way and I think Sunfall is really good. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, a sweeper that also creates a win condition is very good. A what? A, sw- a sweeper that also creates a win condition is very good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if your opponent has a huge board, you get a bunch of tokens, and you're just kind of sitting pretty. Well, it says incubate X, right? Uh, X equals to the amount of creatures you exile. Yeah, so it just makes one creature, but it makes one big one. If you have, like, a bunch of dudes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not individually. Yeah, if it made like if it said incubate X X times, that'd yeah. be nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like incubate five five times, it'd be the best sweeper in Magic. <laughs> oh man, that'd be so good. Um, yeah. So you guys are you guys gonna watch the Pro Tour this weekend? I know there's not really any events uh, going on as far as uh, RCQs and stuff. I have to. <clears throat> yeah, so. gotta support the dog. Tanner can, can be on camera right. at any point. That's true. He can literally be on camera at any point. So he's gonna go He will be rocking the jersey too, so. True. He's gonna go 3-0 and draft. Oh, we should have a watch party. B-Money, you driving down? I'm down. I'm not driving down. What? No, you gotta drive down, dog. <laughs> no, yeah. I can't do that. Drive down, and we'll go to Cameron's We'll go to Cameron's store and watch. No, right, just come just to my there. house and I can barbecue and get us some brewskis and shit. <laughs> Man, you don't barbecue, dog. I don't do. lie. I got a grill. I got to break it in. I'll wear, oh, dude. I goodness. will wear the the uh, socks and sandals combo and everything. Oh, like, man, you gotta get it. some. You gotta get some some dad moon boots. That's those those uh, New Balances, dude. Yes, yeah, dude. the New Balance three thousand. Yeah, yeah. And when you guys show up, I'll be like, they just let anybody in here, huh? Here comes <laughs> <Yeah>. trouble. <laughs> <laughs> working hard or hardly working. Yep. <laughs> dude, that would be a good time though, bro. You should drive down, big money. Yeah. Uh, I wish I could. Unfortunately, I cannot. Uh, because I will be in Dallas. True. <clears throat> for Collecticon. But I will uh, also be, whatchamacallit, I will also be putting it on everywhere I go. So. Yeah. And I guess, like, worst I'm case. I'm excited. Worst case, we can all just jump in Discord and watch it on Twitch and kind of vibe. True. True. I agree. I'm so I'll happy about that. Like doing a con. Oh, just coverage being back. Yeah, in general? just coverage. Like, oh, it's sick. Like, we got an event this weekend. I can just, you know, get a couple drinks, get some good snacks, and just enjoy Chill. it. Watch yeah. the magic. I agree. I agree. It's gonna be fun. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm excited for the, the pro tour this weekend. It's gonna be sweet. Um. I think that I'm I'm unfortunately not going. <laughs> I really wanted to go because I think it'd be really cool to go and just like hang out with Tanner while he's doing his thing. But also they have on Friday, they have two Pro Tour qualifiers. They have you just qualify for the Pro Tour if you like top uh, either top four or top eight them. Dude, yeah, imagine so just... spiking one of those and then winning their Pro Tour. Yeah, I know, I, I've I've seen some people that are going just to do those. It makes sense though. It's like the easiest way to do it. But they're one hundred twenty dollars to get into. I think. Oh my god! So the entry is like one hundred twenty bucks because it's only sealed March machines. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, controversial topic. Did you see that? Uh, <clears throat> that guy that got sent the wrong product. Yeah. Oh, no, what? That, that his house got raided. By Watsy, basically, yeah. not by Watsy, but I saw by you a security send the company. Link, but I don't. I never got to read it. Didn't they send okay, like the so, Pinkertons or something? Let me give you. Yeah, the Pinkertons. Yeah. What so let that? me give you the TLDR. Uh, the TLDR is basically when he ordered a bunch of products from Wizards from Mar- uh, Marching Machines. Mm-hmm. Um, they sent him the the set after Marching Machines. It's supposed to be like the spinoff of Marching Machines. Yeah, it's like Mother of Whatever or something like that. What? Or like. 
Yeah, so they sent him the next set. Like, they, they, they haven't even released it. They haven't even done spoilers, nothing. They sent him the next set. It's already printed, already done. They sent him boxes and boxes of it. So he goes, he's got a YouTube channel, you know? So he goes, he's like, uh, these aren't the right ones, you know? Like, video, yeah. Well, sure enough, uh, Pinkerton's knock on his door. And uh, they they have some words with them, and they basically say, "Hey, you got to give us this product back." Who's and, the Pinkertons? Uh, uh, so it's it's I, a, it's like a private security firm. Uh, I'm pretty sure is like basically yeah. what they do. Yeah, it's a um, private it's a private security guard and detective agency established around yeah. 1850. Yeah, the Pinkertons. Yeah. They're so Watsy sent them to that guy's though. house to go take the product back. What the fuck? Yeah. So, um, what if he doesn't give it know. back? I, what are they gonna do? Kill him? I mean, beat him up. Never hear from the guy again. I don't know. That's but, uh, fucking crazy. Yeah, they went to go get get all the product back. Uh, I think that the end result was like they got the product back, and then they're the guy was like, "Well, you know, obviously I paid a bunch of money for all this product. Like, I want to get reimbursed." I think they ended up like reimbursing him and then giving some product back to him again or something like that, or like replacing the product and giving him some money back. I don't know what they did, but um, I'm sure that obviously it's not good publicity for Watsy to do something like that. So uh, I can't imagine that, you know, uh, they didn't give him something back in return. Uh, but also, like, it's not his fault they sent him the wrong product. That's what I'm saying. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. How how is that you know if you order something off of Amazon and you know let's just say you ordered a gold chain off Amazon you knew it was fake right it's like twenty bucks yeah and they sent you a real gold chain worth like two thousand dollars like how's that your fault <laughs> you know yeah like it's not your fault that you got this this product or whatever I mean that's a good way to make your YouTube channel blow up though you get some new new set that nobody knows about you start cracking that thing boom 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 start cracking packs and being and then just spoiling the whole set yourself so I, mean, I I'm just curious because I this is like the second time I've heard of the Pinkertons. What actually happens if you tell them no? Like I'm keeping this product. Like, like what 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 happens? I mean, I'm sure that there's like some type of lawsuit or something. Like, okay, so is it just law based or like are they like reinforcements where like they like kick down your door and they're like, yo, give us like <laughs> I don't no. think they kick down anyone's doors, but <laughs> they knock on people's doors. That's yeah. Weird. Okay. And they're like, okay, we need you to give us this back. And then what if you're like, yeah. no. And then you close the then door. And they probably the like give you papers right then and there. And they're like, you've been served. We'll see you in court, dirtbag. You know, <laughs> like something like that, I would assume. Damn. Yep. Okay. But it's still a scary situation. Like it's like men in black showing up to your house. And Correct. Them, like, yeah. Like they dress up in like suits and shit. Yeah. Oh my yeah, God. If you don't cooperate, then there's a chance you can serve time in prison oh my god dude that it's not even his fault that's crazy correct that's scary shit i mean that's why in our group text i said it said luckily that guy didn't live in the south because if you live in the south and try to roll up on somebody like that you're gonna get shot dog like there ain't no way well i think they were where were they at texas right so uh i don't think they're in texas i thought they were somewhere up north but maybe I don't think the article says where he was, to be fair. Maybe. But I still think that's crazy that Watsy, like, had to do go to that link to do that. Just, Every know. set, it's leaked. Yeah, they, I don't understand. they sent know. the March of the Machine, the aftermath. Yeah, that's the new, the new set after that. Oh, man. Apparently, they said set. there were stolen goods. That's what Watsy said they were. They were stolen goods. After they sent them to him wrong. <laughs> yeah. The, so okay, crazy. So, so this is what it says. In an email exchange with io9, Cannon confirmed the statements he made on the video and added additional context stating that as soon as my wife answered the door, they aggressively asked for me by my full name, announced themselves as the Pinkerton Agency, which I'm very familiar with their reputation, and said they were there to recover stolen goods. After his wife asked them to wait outside, Cannon says that they forced themselves at least partially through the door and prevented her from closing the door all the way. When he came to the door, uh, they said 
that he assertively moved everyone outside and told the agents that they needed to treat the cannons with more respect. They did eventually dial it back and become more civil after that. Uh, Watsi says that they strongly refute the depictions of the events, which contradicts both the report from the investigation, do. as well as the conversation between the individual and the Wizards of the Coast representative after the interaction in question. They what did they record it? That's... Yeah, I'm, I'm interested they, Like it... a ring doorbell just got the whole thing on it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, that'd be... They could post that on YouTube make good money. They could have posted the spoilers on YouTube and made good money. That is true. <laughs> Yeah, apparently uh, the agents continue to claim that it's stolen property, and they said that they threatened him with up to $200,000 in fines plus all legal fees. Yeah. Oh Watch his legal God. department out there just in Seattle just lighten it up, son. Just go into the local dispensary and just lighten it up. Yeah, and the guy said that a simple email or phone call from Wizards of the Coast, and he would have cooperated. He said they didn't need to send a notorious agency to his house to frighten his wife and threaten them. Yeah. What would you guys do? I mean, would that's guys, just crazy. Would you guys quit playing Magic if something like that happened to you? Like, would you still support no. Wizards of the Coast? No, I'd probably own Wizards of the Coast, yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> You're talking about trauma, like... Yeah, emotional trauma. You're slaughtering them now, calling them, you know, liars. Like, there's so much there. Like, I wonder if he is gonna take it to to court, like press charges oh, on him or something. Yeah, like that. I oh, think that's definitely uncalled for. Too public for you not to, you know, and like it's affecting his livelihood. Like, you know? look, the way Wizards of the Coast should have handled this, they should have just been like, "Hey, we sent you the wrong product," you know, like. Please send us our product back and we will, you know, we'll send you two cases of, you know, Mother of the Machine. Like, just, oh, that's the reasonable thing. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, that is the most reasonable thing. Yeah. Hey, we're really sorry. Please send us the product back. We'll reimburse you for, for what you bought and then we'll send you some more. Like, it's only fair. We made a mistake. We're sorry. And the guy would have been like, oh, yeah, here. Like, thanks. I'll take another two cases of Mother of the Machine. And like. You know, he gets a cool story out of it. You know, he could be like, hey, guys, oh, I got yeah. I got Aftermath, you know, instead of Mother of the Machine. Like, I mean, then there's the fear, I guess, of like him not sending it all back, right? Well, that's the thing. Like, they know how what they sent out, and he just has to send that back. That's fair. Yeah. <clears throat> but like, what are the chances that he doesn't, right? Like, everybody's human, right? That so like, what are the chances that he sends back a box and it has five boxes instead of six in it? And it's like, where's the sixth box? And they have to do this whole thing over again where they send the Pinkertons to his house. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know? like, like, at that point, he asked for it. At that point, he's that's asking fair. for it. Yeah. That's fair. But if like, they're no, like, we agree. sent six boxes, we received five back. You know, we tried to do the right thing, but now you're fucking us. So, yeah, like we're going to send the Pinkertons in. But that's fair. It's like they handled this so horribly, man. What the hell? Oh, I agree. I it's really, really strange that – the mother, the mother of machines sent the machines. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> really, I said slaughter. I meant slander. Like they oh, slandered yeah. this family. Oh yeah, they, yeah, dude, yeah. They slandered them so bad. Yeah, and then like basically, wizards pinning the whole situation on him was like brutal. Like that, that the way that the whole everything that they said was just like it's all his fault. We had nothing to do with it. It's like what you sent them the product. <laughs> Very yeah. Yeah, somebody somebody got fired for sure, but and Pinkerton has not responded to any of the comments about the. Of course incident. they don't. Like, why would they? They were hired to do a job. They did their job. Yeah, it's. I, I don't think it's on the Pinkertons either. Honestly, Wizards told them it was stolen product. It's stolen product. Like they're doing their job. Like, yeah, they probably paid them fucking thousands and thousands of dollars to do that. So like. And I doubt they asked that many questions, right? Like, they're just – Wizards just like, hey, we need you to get this for us. And like, okay, well, it's going to be this much. And yeah, probably. Like, they're kind of in the middle, you know? I think it's all on Wizards. Yeah. I think they handle this fucking terribly. I think Wizards is getting too comfortable, to be honest with you. Like, they're getting away with so much just shit. I don't know. Yeah, like printing battles. 
What kind of yeah, animals how, do that? F- yeah, what the I'm just hell? kidding. <laughs> I'm no, joking. but like um, them price gouging and like I don't know, man. Oh, it's gonna be way worse when the Lord of the Rings set hits. Oh, dude, yeah, like oh my god. <laughs> Ugh. Like they know what they're doing. They're not stupid, but mm-hmm. I mean, they're a business oh. at the end of the day. Whatever makes them money, makes them money. Like good on them, but uh, I feel like the player base is kind of collateral damage. Yeah, but I mean, multi-billion-dollar company Wizards of the Coast is just milking every last penny they can out of their fans. It's true. And then crapping on them for their mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's stolen product. You bought it and we sent yeah. it to you. That is stolen product. Yeah. No, he he marched into the Watsi headquarters, went into their warehouse, and said, give me this product. Yeah, no, that's not what happened. Not at all. <laughs> not. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's just crazy. It's crazy stuff in general. Wait, what the fuck? Apparently, Wizards of the Coast sent the pinkertons to somebody else's house in 2017 yeah for a a, an uncut sheet of foil cards from ixalan and the set was not spoiled yet yeah i don't doubt it it's probably from some watsi employee that gave it to him or something or like a what yeah like something similar to that effect pretty wild are you drinking a monster yep it's 11.30, bro. I got to finish my judge shit tonight. Oh, he's oh, on his grind. Okay. He's on his grind. He's on his grind. But got yeah, you. Dude, that, no, that's that's crazy. Like, poor guy. I hope he takes it to court yeah. and, and gets, you know, gets compensated for it. Because, dude, like, yeah, if somebody brutal. showed up and, like, threatened my wife and my whole livelihood for a mistake that they made, that's, like... That's foul. That's just brutal, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, but yeah, no, dude, I'm excited for, I mean, obviously, I'll, quick transition from that topic. But uh, <laughs> I'm excited for the Pro Tour this weekend. I don't know. The more that I think about it, the more I'm excited about it. Me too. I'm trying um, to get giddy. Yeah. And uh, hopefully when we go to Dallas, we'll all, all be going to Barcelona, Spain. That would be hot fire. That's Pro Tour Lord of the Rings, baby. Is it? Yeah, it is. Oh, sick. That'd be yeah, super dope. No, that'd be perfect. I just really want to go to Spain, too. I think that'd be super fun. Spain would be fun to go as a group. Pull yep. up. I'll be there already. <laughs> <laughs> I have a vacation home out there. I'll see you there. <laughs> I will already be there. Yeah, dude. I'm, I'm ready for Xavier to be like, yeah, dude, we're going to have a, a Team Metamorph retreat at my lake house. And, but yeah, I ain't heard already. nothing about that yet. Oh, as soon as we all qualify, we'll be there. Okay, say less. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, do you guys have any other uh, last-minute topics you guys want to go over before we uh, close out tonight's episode? No, I do want to take a second to apologize to Xavier that Modern is non-existent right now. Shout out. <laughs> I'm sorry. Shout out. <laughs> I feel bad, oh, dog, yeah. but <laughs> yeah, no. Um, other than that, no, I say to what? <laughs> That's how Legacy ended, man. That's I know, right? <laughs> we have Legacy in Nashville. That's cool. Uh, but yeah. the um, – no, I just want to – I mean, I'm going to say good luck to everybody competing in the Pro Tour this weekend. Good luck to BST. Shout out to Tanner. in the Pro Tour this weekend. Shout out to, to, to Brandon Scott Tanner, a team member over here. Uh, he will be playing. Um, and then, you know, obviously good luck in any RCQs or anything you guys have this weekend too. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. Appreciate thank it. you. Thank you. And, yeah, shout out to Tanner. He also – qualified for atlanta this past weekend so that man's on a heater hopefully yeah, he keeps it going absolute and... terror he is so yeah destroying it well thank you so much for watching guys and listening and uh make sure to follow us on twitter at team underscore metamorph uh you know we're going to be uploading this episode here soon uh we're going to go back to a weekly uh upload schedule i know we said at some point that we we're going to do it bi-weekly but we're just going to strict to we're, we're, we're going to stick to weekly episodes. I did. Stop mouthing that. Stop capping. No, but um, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening again. Uh, good luck in any RCQs you guys are playing in this weekend. Uh, make sure you guys support Tanner um, on Twitter. Give him your shout outs. And if you guys have any suggestions on 
things you want us to talk about or do, uh, please send them on our Twitter and we'll, we'll more than likely do it. Um, yeah. Anything else, guys, before we uh, bounce? Nope. See you guys next week. See you guys next week. Hope you guys have a great night. Bye, everyone.